What's up, youth? It's Pastor Aaron. Stoked for you guys to listen to this message. Check it out. Yo, how we doing? Good? You say it's hot? It is warm. How many of you guys like that it's been warm this week? Yo, I know it's really warm up there. I don't sit up there because it's, it's horrid. <laughs> um, cool, cool. I'm going to pray over us and we'll get started. Sweet? Sweet. Jesus, we thank you for tonight, God. We thank you, Lord, that we're able to come here and grow closer to you together. Jesus, I pray over my message tonight, God, that you would speak through me, Lord, that these kids wouldn't hear my voice, but they would hear yours, and they would leave this room feeling closer to you than ever before, God. We love you, and we praise you, and we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Cool, cool. Uh, so tonight, I am talking about loving your family. The title of my message is Family Matters. Family Matters. Um, cool. How many of you guys, this is like a little, this is a sidebar. So every time... How many of you guys, like, pick up, like, little things that you hear from other people or hear from TV shows and you start, like, saying them or doing them or something like that? Pretty much everybody. Um, So for me, and it's not even because I care about this movie deeply or because I'm like, oh, this is so good or whatever. Um, Whenever I hear the word, like, family, like, something in my head pops off where there was this ad for the Black Widow movie that came out last year where, like, the big Russian dude played by the guy from Stranger Things, he was like, family. And, like, every time, like, I hear family, like, somewhere deep in my head, um, that, like, goes off. Um, I also started doing this thing like eight or nine months ago where I would like pretend I had a watch on because I was like, oh, it's like a fun little thing to do. Like every now and then someone's like, oh, hey, like, are you free in like an hour? Or like, hey, what time is it? And like, I'd be like, mm. Um, and then Aaron knows this. I like, it like became too deeply ingrained where I did it one time, I think three weeks ago and like the span like 20 times within like a day. And I, it was like, I couldn't even stop. I didn't even want to do it. Like, it was like, it was funny the first time I did it. But then I was like, stop, no. I would be like, I, I don't have a watch, stop it. Um, uh, I do other weird things like that too. Uh, but tonight I am talking about family and loving them and your relationship with your family. How many of you guys know that your relationships with your family can be hard? I would say probably most of the time are hard. Um, family, it's like a roller coaster, right? Like, they're with you through everything. They are with you through, like, the highest highs and the lowest lows. Like, and it's, if you're anything like me, like, it's a lot of up and down, right? It's, like, really, really high highs where you're, like, man, I'm so thankful for my family. I love them so much. Like, they've been with me through everything. Like, I'm so glad I get to, like, do life with them. And there's also, like, really, really low lows where it's, like, man, like, these are the people closest to me and, like, I've been hurt, right? Yeah. Um, so in praying about my message tonight, I felt like the Lord, um, I felt like coming into it when I was praying about it, I felt like he was highlighting love and he was highlighting family. And I was like, okay, wait, what? Like, I don't get it. Like, which one am I supposed to preach about? And then, like, a little bit of the praying, I was like, oh, I'm preaching about both. Um, but uh, oftentimes, at least for me, loving my family can feel like an afterthought. It can be something that I'm not intentional about. Loving my family isn't something I think about. I'm like, sometimes I was talking about, I quickly mentioned my message to Jason Wong, our next-gen director, earlier in the offices. And I was like, yeah, I'm talking about loving your family and how it can be an afterthought. And he was like, if it even is a thought. And I was like, totally. Like, how, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands for this because you, you guys probably would be kind of embarrassed. But like, for, for me, oftentimes, it's not even something I think about. Like, it's something I have to consciously choose to do and to be aware of. Like, I don't, when I walk home, I don't think about Okay, what's my family up to? How are they? How can I love them? I'm thinking about I've had a hard day or a great day. Um, you know, my, my brain's over here. My brain's at school. Well, I, 
not, not school anymore, but like my brain's at school, my brain is with my friends, my brain is like with this like drama that happened at school today, I'm like worried about my homework, I'm worried about my future, like it's really easy for us to get focused on ourselves and then not think about loving our family. It's not something that even like consciously pops up oftentimes. Um, and like it's really easy to love your friends or to love the people you care about outside of your family. Um, but I think something that I want you guys to leave tonight with, I think the main question like I'm asking is what if we treated our family and loved our family the way we treat and love our friends? Like how much different would our lives be? How much better would our homes be? How much, how much, how much like bigger would the love we have for our family be? And whenever I think about love uh, in a biblical context, I automatically go to 1 Corinthians 13 in my head. It's one of those passages that, like, people say at weddings or even funerals or, like, tons of places. Like, people who aren't Christian know parts of that chapter. I'm going to read them in a second. You guys, some of you guys know that chapter, and some of you guys will be like, oh, I've actually I've heard a lot of this before. Um, but when I think about it in a biblical context, um, like, it wasn't one of those passages. It was one of those passages, like I said, that I had heard before. I had heard everywhere. But it wasn't something that I really dove into and chose to understand until, like, three years ago. There was a night at camp. How many of you guys love camp? And by the way, PSA, sign up for freaking camp. It's going to be great. Um, uh, anyway, um, there was a night at camp. I was a leader at camp. It was my first camp as like a middle school leader. It was like, I think 2018, so it was like four years ago, which is weird because to me 2018 feels like yesterday. Um, but I'm a middle school leader. I'm like leading my kids. Like we're in worship. I'm like focused on them. Um, but Coming out of high school, how many of you guys are seniors? No, oh, one senior, sweet, and maybe I don't think it's anymore. Anyway, juniors, seniors, whatever you are. Um, I was coming out of my senior year of high school, and I was like in this season where it was like a season of growing pains, if that makes sense, where I was sort of like transitioning from being a student in high school and just being a kid to like entering college and like actually being an adult and learning what that's like and my family like sort of going through the same thing. and in that summer, that summer of 2018, I, had, I was in, like, the middle of, like, a really rough patch with my family where I was, like, I'm frustrated by them. I don't know what to do. And, like, that's not, that wasn't just on them. I also wasn't responding well. Um, but it was, like, a rough patch in our relationship. And I remember that night when I was leading those middle school students, uh, one of our youth leaders at the time, his name was Chad. A lot of you guys remember Chad. Um, he came up to me. Uh, and Chad, Aaron said this before too, was like one of those guys who like when he went up to pray for you, you're like, okay, like he is like a word for me or something. Like he was one of those guys who had like an anointing of like, okay, he has like the spiritual gift of like words and knowledge where he's like praying over somebody and he's like, oh, the Lord is revealing this to me about you and like what you're going through right now. Or like, okay, God is telling me to tell you this. Uh, and I remember I'd been praying with my kids and then Chad walked up to me and I was like, okay, he's gonna say something to me about like one of my kids or something like that, like whatever. And he started praying over me. And in my head, I was like, He's like, this isn't a camp for me. Like, I feel so weird. Like, I mean, our leaders, I know all you guys know that sometimes, like, a lot of times the Lord speaks to us directly as youth leaders in, in our youth services, not just students, to, through our, to our students through us. Um, but I was at this camp, and Chad came up to me, and it, is, it was like a, one of those moments in my faith that I will always remember as like a turning point, as a turning point in the way that uh, I treated my family that year. In the, a turning point in my relationship with not only my family, but also with Jesus, about learning what it actually looked like to love people like he did. Um, and I'm going to read this passage in a second. It's the whole chapter. It's not that long. Um, but uh, when Chad came up to me, he was like, okay, Luke, like, the Lord is telling me that you're going through this rough patch with your family at home, yeah? And I was like, yes, I don't want to talk about it, yeah? Like, I don't, like ugh, I don't like, ugh. Um, but... Uh, 
basically, he came up to me, and he was like, okay, but 1 Corinthians 13, do you know that chapter? I was like, yeah, it's this chapter about love and stuff, and, like, how love is, like, good and kind and all these things. And he was like, okay, yeah, that's true, but it's actually a lot more. I'm going to read it, and then I'll explain what he said. Cool? Sweet. Um, it'll be on the screens, too, for you guys to follow along. Uh, this is Paul writing this to the church in Corinth at the time. It says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they'll pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide these three. But the greatest of these is love. I know you probably, like, I probably read that thing, and you're like, okay, what's this stuff going on? Like, this is a lot going on. But basically, what that, like, chapter boils down to is what Jesus is telling Paul to tell the church he was writing this letter to at the time, what Jesus is basically telling Paul to tell us as Christians is you could be the greatest person. You could do the most amazing things in the world. You could have, like, be the smartest person on the planet and, like, have all these Nobel Prizes. You could be, like, a Nobel Peace Prize Award winner, like, doing all these, like, humanitarian things and, like, saving all these lives. You could be, like, this super popular, beloved celebrity. You could do the craziest, biggest things. But if you don't love people, it really doesn't matter at all. Um, and then Paul writes about what love really looks like. And oftentimes for us, I think we think, okay, like, I love this person. Like, that means that, like, I care about them. Which, yes, if you love someone, you do care about them. But something I've learned over my life is that love isn't just a word you say. Love is a choice. Love is an action verb. Um, and in this passage, what he's saying is if you're loving someone, you're going to be patient with them. You're going to be kind. You're not going to envy them. You're not going to boast. You're going to do all these things. And I'll go through them again later. Um, but if you love someone, you're going to treat them like this. And in that season with my family, I was not treating them like that. I was frustrated all the time with them. I was not patient with them at all. Um, I was like, okay, not even being kind or any of those things to them. And most importantly, at the end of that little um, chapter, a part that I didn't even realize was there, it says, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. And something that Chad prayed over my life and it really encouraged me to do and, and pushed me to do with my family at that time was to bear all things with them. Because he was like, okay, they're, they're Christians. They love Christ. Like, they, they love you. Like, they, they, they're in your corner. Like, they are, and by the way, this isn't me telling you that your parents are always going to do the right thing. Parents can be hurtful. Parents can do things that are wrong 100%. But what I am saying, what Chad was telling me at the time was like, okay, Luke, if you love your parents, if you love your family, like, you have to bear all things with them. You have to take the good and the bad, and you have to say, you know what? I'm going to take this, this season I'm going through with them. I'm going to take these hard things that are happening to me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean on Jesus through it because I'm going to bear all things for them because I love them because they love me. Um, and that's something that I have been trying to work on every day for the last three and a half years, and I fail all the time. 
Like, I am 21 years old, I'm working full-time, and I still live at home. So there are a ton of still growing pains for me right now um, that me and my family are going through. But like I said earlier, the main question I wanted to ask is, what if we loved our family the same way we love our friends, the same way that we wanted to be treated and wanted to be loved? Um, I think one thing that, like, when I was a kid, I did, did any of you guys do karate as a kid? Yeah, a lot of you guys. So when I was a kid, I did karate, and I'm not coordinated. And when I tell people this, they don't believe it. But I did karate till I was like 13 or 14, and I, like, I got my black belt. It was like a whole cool thing. Um, but I mean, I'm also, that was like, I was a kid. So like, how real really is that? I mean, technically, but I mean, I fall over and drop things all the time. So am I really a black belt? I don't, I don't really know. Um, but uh, anyway, my point is something in karate that I remember the like guy leading the class would say whenever he like, heard a kid like in the background like saying something disrespectful to their parents or saying something like harsh to somebody else is he's like hey like would you say that to one of your friends like would you say that to like one of your karate teachers at the time like would you say that to like your brother or your sister what you're saying to your parents right now in the same way you're saying it and like for any of those kids back then and for any of us now the answer is like no no I wouldn't say it to like my best friend this person who like I'm super close with and like do everything with I wouldn't treat them like that like I love them but at the same time, like, you love your family and you're treating them like that too. You're treating them with disrespect or something like that. And um, in Matthew seven twelve, this verse is like another sort of famous verse people refer to as the golden rule. It says, so whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. And the point is, like, do, others, do to others what you would have them do unto you. Um, last week, there was someone in my life that we had a disagreement. We were talking about something and... I didn't like the way they responded to something, or no, they didn't like the way I responded to something. And we were going back and forth about it, and basically, the way we, like, handled this disagreement was in love. It, there was a moment where either of us could have been like, okay, I'm so angry with you, I'm frustrated, and I'm going to, like, take out all my anger on you. I'm not going to be kind or patient or any of these things. Um, but both of us in this situation responded to each other in love. And later that night, I had a moment with my family where one of my parents, like, said something, but and it was something that I could have taken as, like, hurtful or been, like, frustrated by or something like that. But for some reason, which in, totally not in my nature as a human being, if for some reason, like, I responded to my parent that night with patience and with kindness. And I remember laying in my bed that night and being like, why did I, why did that not make me upset? Like, why was I not super short with my parent right then? Why was I not... Not, why was I not, like, sort of mean to them in that moment? Why was I, like, why did I respond to that well? Like, that's, I totally, like, don't regularly do that to that sort of thing, what they said to me. Um, and I remember looking back and being like, oh, my gosh, it's because my experience with my friend earlier that night, like, it set the tone. Like, because, like, both of us had made a choice to respond in love to one another, that's where my heart was at. Um, and what I want to encourage you guys to do as you go through your school week this week and as you come home with the frustrations and the anxiety of homework and relationships and friendships and drama at school and fear about your future and all these things, which are all totally valid, real, true emotions and experiences, as you come home with those things, like, make a conscious choice to love your family this week. Because, like I said earlier, love is a choice, it's, and it's an action verb. It's not something that, like, okay, I love them, and that'll just happen. That'll just show. Like, relationships take daily work and daily choices every single day. And, like, you will mess up. You will not love your family plenty of times over the rest of your life. But making that conscious choice as you daily walk through life with them 
like, it changes everything. Like, that is a huge game changer. And as I'm starting to close, uh, what, like, instead of just overlooking your family this week and seeing them as something that you're like, okay, I could just be around them at home this week. I could do whatever with them. Like, when you wake up in the morning, this is something I've been trying to do lately. Uh, instead of going right to your phone, instead of going right to, like, think texting your friend or something like that, when you wake up in the morning, like, ask Jesus to lead you through your day. Ask Jesus to, like, not only, like, be with you that day or to bless your day or something like that. And those are good things. But ask Jesus, say, God, I submit myself to you, and I'm asking you to use me today with my friends or my family or whoever it is you're having a hard time to love. This message doesn't just apply to your family. It's what I'm talking about tonight. This goes for, like, any relationship you're in. Um, do your actions really show that you love your family? Are you patient? Are you kind? Do you not envy or boast with them? Are you not arrogant or rude to them? Do you not insist in your own way with them? Are you not irritable towards them? Are you not resentful towards them? Do you not rejoice with when they do something wrong, but instead rejoice with the truth, rejoice with righteousness with your family? Do you bear all things and believe all things and hope all things and endure all things with them? Because I can say for myself, most of the time, the answer is no. And like, this is something that I am trying to work on. And I look back at seasons of my life where I was not even making an effort to love my family. And I'm like, wow, that was some of the things I said and did back then were really messed up. And at the time, I wasn't even aware of it. Like, I was like, oh, it's just my family. I love them. But like our family, girls in the back. Hey, girls on your phones right there. Like your family, like there is a choice you can make. Like when you go home tonight, like I'm sure, I know for a fact there will be a moment this week where you're going to have a hard time with your family. There will be a time with your family where you have to make a choice. Am I going to love them in this moment or am I not? And I know this might, like, my whole message, you might be like, okay, Luke, this just sounds like an after-school special. Like, I get it. Like, love my family, whatever. Like, no, your family is important. Like, they're the only people in your life that you can't really choose. Like, sure, you might have to choose to not have a close relationship with them or choose to not be as around them as much. But, like, at the end of the day, like, your family are the only people in this world that you're like, okay, these people are connected to me in a very deep and intimate way because they are my parents or my brothers or my sisters or my cousins or my step-parents or my guardians or my grandparents or whoever it is. Like, so many issues in our society right now, like, they come from your homes. They come because there's no peace and no love inside your homes. And like the ending of that chapter where it says bearing all things with your family, that doesn't mean bear all things because your family treats you well. And I'm, again, I'm not excusing any sort of pain or abuse or, or hurt that your family has caused to you. I am not saying that's okay. But what I am saying, and this is really, really hard and way easier said than done, what I am saying is to make a choice to love your family tonight. Bearing all things means, okay, I'm going to love my mom or my dad or my brother or my sister or whoever it is in spite of how they treat me. I'm going to love them because Jesus calls me to love them. And if I want to be more like Jesus, if I want to, because there's a lot of us in here who are like, okay, I want to be more like Jesus, but our actions don't always show it. If you are in here tonight and you're like, I want to be more like Jesus, that starts at home. Those are the people you are closest to, whether you want to be or not. Like you will all go home to some, to some sort of family tonight, whoever it is. And I am pushing and pressing and hoping and I am praying that you guys will make a choice to love your families tonight.
Because if you do, like, it totally changes your week. It totally changes the way you operate. It totally changes, like, you will walk into school tomorrow and be like, I, I feel like a new person because of, like, where you started tonight or tomorrow morning or later this week. So I'm going to pray for us in a second. But what I want to encourage us to do in small groups tonight is to be open about our families. Be open about the pain you might feel or the pain you might have caused. Your small groups tonight, they're a safe space where you are able to share things and there is no judgment. Your leaders are here for you. They want to pray for you. They want to be with you. So as we move into small groups, just know that like whatever you share tonight, no matter how hard or hurtful or painful it is, everybody in this room has experienced some sort of trouble or rough season with their family. Um, also know that your leaders are here tonight and they're available to pray for you and to talk to you after if there's something that you don't really feel comfortable sharing um, in your small group. If you're like, hey, this thing's going on at my home and I don't really know how to talk about it, whether it's some sort of abuse or pain or something like that, like something where it's like, I can't talk about this in front of other people, know that your leaders, everything you share with them is super, is 100% confidential. So I'm going to pray for us and make that choice tonight to love your family when you get home, to love your family this week because it is worth it and it is one of the first steps that you can take towards being more like Christ. So Jesus, as we, as we lay our families at your feet tonight, God, I pray, Lord, that you, you're, you would just give us patience with them. You would just give us the wisdom to treat them well, God. That you give them patience with us, Jesus. That you would give our families patience and wisdom um, after the way we might treat them, God. I pray, Lord, that your hand would be so evident over all these students and their families this week, God. That their families would be like, would just feel and see a difference in the way that they treat them tonight, Jesus. That their lives, because of the way that they treat those around them, God, would be a testament to your love. We love you and we praise your name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Hope you guys got a ton out of that message. I know I did. If you want to connect with us here at The Rock Youth, follow us on Instagram at The Rock Church YTH. Subscribe to us on YouTube or Spotify by searching The Rock YTH or text The Rock Youth MS or The Rock Youth HS to 33222 for texting updates on everything going on at The Rock Youth. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast feed. See you next time.